some children in here that won't tolerate very long. But I'm going to be talking about thoughts and our thinking. And for those of you, how many were here last Sunday for the word? For those that weren't, it was an awesome word, and I highly recommend that you listen to it again and again. Um, because um, it was prophetic preaching, and really God has downloaded a season upon us right now. And you see, when there's restoration moves of the Spirit, when God's restoring something or he's expounding on one of the scriptures, it's like we can know a scripture, but until we experience it, like we can know things of Debbie just said, you know, about fear and uh, whatever, but, I mean, fear cancels faith. But until you experience fear-canceling faith and then the opposite of your faith tearing fear down and the love of God helping you break through every fear when you should be afraid, when everything that's happening, it might be... uh, a physical condition appearing real that can cause fear, it's when faith breaks through and it cancels that out and it begins to shrivel. And whatever is manifesting at the time, it falls away. So last week, uh, we had an awesome uh, first kickoff of what this season is about. Now, you're planting seeds and you're thinking of, you know, all this stuff outside. But this is a season in the spirit where God has come to actually help us change our thinking, to change your mind. That means this is an anointing that's coming into the body of Christ corporately for all of us, and individually, because we must experience this individually. Amen? So it's a spiritual season. It's a spiritual season. And God is actually here, and these things that we're going to be talking about are, are and, and what we talked about last week are going to be your portion. And not only, and I'm saying that in the Aortus Greek tense. They were your portion. They are your portion and they will be your portion. Do you understand? They were when you knew it, when it was a promise. They are right now, so it's happening to you right now. And tomorrow, it's not going to change. The season is existing. It's going to be perpetual, and it will increase in anointing as we press in. Now, when a spiritual season comes on you, and um, just like restoration moves of God's spirit, restoring things back to the church, um, when these special seasons come, guess what? There's always resistance. And there's upsets. And there's going to be people that are flipping out and saying this can't be. So it's really not that many people are going to flip out because this is something we want. We want our minds to change. We want the thought patterns that we have to line up with everything that God has spoken, desires for us to have. 
And when this comes, then everything comes to try to get your thoughts somewhere else. Amen? I can't tell you how many people have told me. And, and I know the tricks of the enemy. I know what he's up to. So it wasn't like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I don't want to say I expected it because I don't put my expectation on it. But I'm not surprised. Because the enemy does what? He's like a roaring lion. And he comes to what? Rob, devour, kill, and destroy. That's his mission. It hasn't changed. He's made some headway with it a time or two. But God always wins. And if you are with him, as one of my um, Caribbean guides said, uh, God is a winner man. He's a winner man. He's a winner man. So we talked last night about how our thoughts can trip us up. We get to thinking about stuff. And we get like the disciples were. And and when Jesus went to the cross, you know, they had a whole other thing they thought was going to happen. And it didn't. And then what about we beat ourselves up? And we do all this kind of stuff. We are going to set our minds on change. Our minds are going to change. And we're going to start thinking on the things of God. He said to meditate on his word. And that all sounds nice. And we read the word. But now it's going to come to you, and it's going to come into your spirit and into your soul, but it's going to be in your thought life. There will be, in the moments of breakthrough, in the beginning of the season, there will be some self-activation towards it. Because when you come up against the enemy's fight, you're going to have to like, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Now I see what's going on. Okay, and then you're going to have to activate, okay, the Word of God. You're going to have to activate what God says. You're going to have to do a little spiritual warfare there. So be sure and be prayed up, and be sure and have your armor on, God's armor. Amen? So, you know, your helmet of salvation, your breastplate, you know, everything ready and the sword of truth in your hand. Amen? So... I want to tell you, even this, this is so cool. When God starts to download in a spiritual season, it goes everywhere. It isn't in these walls. It isn't just to the church. It starts going out over humanity. It goes out over humanity. It goes into the realm of the earth where God said the earth is the Lord's and everything in it is his, saved and unsaved, polluted, sinful, whatever, it's all his. And when he's releasing this thing in the spirit right now, it's going out. So this is, you're just going to hear it on TV. I don't know how it's going to come, but you're going to hear it. You're going to see it on titles and books in the bookstore. They may have, the culture may have their own twist on it. We're going to have the truth. Because the enemy will try to counterfeit this truth, you see. But it's so awesome um, I go to Weight Watchers, and I was at Weight Watchers. In the past three weeks, they have been teaching on thoughts and thinking and what your thoughts do about yourself. Of course, it's related to weight. But last week, I got to really witness, and they didn't even know it. 
you know, I the anointing was coming on me, and, and I'm usually pretty quiet. I'm just very quiet about everything there at these meetings. There's 30 to 50 people a week. So it was even a bigger congregation than we've got here going today. But what was awesome is if I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to talk about this. So I said, well, listen, I just like, uh, I'd like to just give you a couple of quotes. They're famous quotes. Some are a couple thousand years old. This this quote is so famous. As a man thinks, so is he. And they're like, and, and people are doing this. This is literally hands went up like this, and they're like. Whoa, that's deep. But it's in the Bible. I said, yeah, that's some heavy revy, isn't it, guys? As a man thinks, so is he. And they're like, yes, that says it so clearly. And they're, and so they start jumping in on that quote. And, and they start saying, yeah, it's about how we think. You know, we can't beat up on ourselves every every time you mess up. Somebody talked, Debbie talked about messing up. Every time you mess up, does that wipe out the week? Does that mean if I trip on a step, I'm just going to throw myself down the stairs? I mean, seriously. Think about it. But how many times do we do that? And we go, oh, I'm a failure. I'll never get it. I can't do it. It's too hard. I don't know. It must be for those special people that I see getting it, but it's not for me. I, you know, And you start going into this, what is that? Is that anything about God thoughts? Is that anything about what he says we ought to be thinking about? No. But don't we do that? I mean, shoot, I'm not going to do that. And then I get to say, yeah, and, that, and they go, well, what's that other one, Kath? What's that other quote? I said, well, there's another one, and that's at least around 2,000 years old. And they're just like, where's she getting her stuff, you know? And I said, and it's take every thought captive. And the hands go up, and they're like, oh. I said, yeah. Like, you're your own police department. You take that thought captive. You decide, you know. Because the truth is, and, and we went on it, so it's even in culture now. God is downloading this message on whatever level. It's in the air, and so people are picking up on it in a way. I'm only taking this time so that you know this is real. This wasn't just last week. This isn't just this week. This is a download. This is a spiritual season where God is going to come and fulfill the words that he said about our thinking, about our minds being renewed by the washing of the word. I mean, look, I've still got room to have renewed thinking. And I've been at this a long time walking with God. How about many of you have been walking with God a long time and you're still like, what the heck is this stinking thinking? That's some of what we call it. Where did that come from? How long is it going to be before I pick up on this like this and put that thing down that's trying to circumvent the will of God? So I'm not spending a lot of time today uh, reiterating what we learned last week, uh, and I'm going to make this a lot shorter, and then we'll do it another time. We're going to have a series on this. But this is your, this is you. I didn't put any hair on it, so this is just 
non-gender you. In the spirit, you're, there's no gender. But this is you, and that's your brain. And this is why we want to be. We want to be happy. And this is your thoughts. This is your mind. The reason I decided to use this picture, can you see that voice over there? I want you to realize that your mind is not your brain. Okay? I'm talking spiritually here. Your mind is not your brain. It's over here. And you know Betty Green, when she has come up here and preached about healing and her body being down, and I, you know, I was with her at a, do- with, at a doctor appointment recently, and the doctor was saying, um, well, your body may swell after this procedure, and you may have a little swelling, and you may have a little pain, take some this and that. And she just goes, oh, my body is not going to swell. I will have no swelling, and I am not going to have any pain. And, and the doctor's like, okay, yeah, okay. She says, no, no. I tell my body what to do, and it obeys me. Because that's God's will. And I tell it what to do. And if it doesn't, if it tries to resist, I put it on a three-day fast. Water only. Come on. Do you see what I'm saying? Betty has learned, and she's been walking with God for years and years. She learns that what she thinks, what she knows is the truth dictates what her brain is going to send signals to the rest of her body. She was telling her body, her brain, to say, you tell that part of my body there will be no swelling. There will be no bleeding. There will be no bruising. Perfect health, divine health. And she went on about it. And guess what? There was no swelling. (laughs) And there was no bleeding. And she... They said, oh, you probably won't want to eat tonight. You'll probably want to wait a day or two. And so I thought, okay, well, if she's hungry, I've got a can of soup, you know, later. And so the next thing, you know, I didn't have a meal planned. So she comes downstairs and she says, you know what? I'm feeling so good. I'm ready to eat. What are are we eating tonight? And I'm like, Lonnie, we're going out for dinner tonight. (laughs) We're going out for dinner tonight because I hadn't planned. I was just going to fast that night, actually. And... uh, so we went out for dinner, and she chewed along, and everything was swell and awesome. So, you know, thoughts uh, have a lot to do with everything we do. And your thoughts, your thoughts is like, let me, let me draw this. Everybody will know what this is. Kids, what is this? You use it every day when you go in a room, and it's dark at night. And this is my light bulb. Your thoughts can switch on or off what you're thinking. Your thoughts. So if you start to drift and you start thinking something bad, you can switch it off and you can switch on the good stuff. Okay? Just that little picture in mind. Now, this is actually science. Sean didn't know, but he was he was preaching about a lot of things, but 
throughout his entire word, I don't know, he probably said thinking, thinking. He probably was not thinking about thinking. But he was talking about thinking. He said it at least 20, 25 times. I've been researching this since uh, after Tabernacles, this whole topic. But last week, the anointing was there. Boom. It broke through like a bomb, like an explosion in the spirit. And it is time to change your mind. <laughs> Amen? So changes in thinking can actually change the brain and can have effect on your behavior change. It will change how you behave. How awesome is that? So I want to talk quickly. I just want to go over some quick notes. You're designed with power to switch on your brain. Your mind is a switch to turn on your brain. What you think with your mind changes your brain and your body. Just like I told you. I want to tell you another story. Lonnie's mother, uh, I've told this before a time or two, but hopefully some of you haven't heard it, and you must need to hear it again because the Holy Spirit just reminded me. She had brain surgery. She had an aneurysm. She, we were told it would be very, it was in the center of brain, so it was going to be, they were going to be touching a lot of stuff, and they said, you know, it could take mm, six weeks to recover. But in fact, it took almost three months. And we had to put her, uh, she went into a rehab place. But eventually, because she was, she was pretty elderly when this happened. And so before the brain surgery, um, as she was quite elderly and she had some heavy-duty health issues, and she never went anywhere without her cane. And in the winter, she used a ski pole to jab the ice so she wasn't going down. And, you know, so she was very unsteady. Um, had always had trouble with her feet and issues, uh, lots of pain. When Lonnie and I walked in and she started recovering, we were at the rehab center down in um, Escutney. And we walked in and she was sitting on her bed Indian style, with her legs crossed, Indian style, you know. She's like in the bed. And we're like, hi, Mom, how's it going? And she's fine. And I said, well, what have you been doing today? And, and see, she was getting her memory back. Some of her memory banks had been messed up during the surgery. So she says, oh, I've been out mowing the lawn all day, and it's hot. Do you guys want some iced tea? Well, she didn't have any iced tea in there, but she thought she was 43 years old and that she had been mowing the lawn, and she was sitting Indian leg style in her bed, and I said, well, uh, hey, why don't we just go outside and take a walk? It was a beautiful day out with summer. And she says, great. And she jumps down off the bed and jumps under and gets her, her shoes. And we go out for a walk, and she's just walking along, totally fine. She is not off balance in any way. She's telling us everything she did that day. And we just assumed that some of those memories were coming back from way back when. I mean, that's how we dealt with it, and we didn't try to change her mind and say, you're not in reality here today. You know, we're just letting her recover. We, why? We were shocked that she could walk like that. She could walk like that. She acted like she was 43 years old. She was excited. At one point, we went to my daughter's wedding, Julie's wedding, at the reception. She had Lonnie dance with her. She still thought she was in her 40s. She was ready to do the jitterbug or whatever. Come on, I'm telling you, this really happened. 
This happened for weeks and months. But the more she got her memory back, the more she became disabled. So by the time she was going, she was using her cane to go home. But she was coherent of today. I'm telling you this story to see the power of the brain and the power of thoughts. Because we tried to tell her, Mom, you were sitting Indian style. Uh, this was probably before cell phones that we could have taken pictures and shown it to her. But it was amazing. It was amazing. And you know, I look at some really elderly people, and you know they're full of vigor and, and excitement and power. And you just wonder, how do they do it? But aren't those the ones that always have a positive, a positive attitude? Amen? So what you're thinking every moment, every day, becomes physical reality in your brain and your body. And it affects your mental and physical health. Um, thoughts form your attitude. Thoughts form your attitude and state of mind. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to closing now. And I'm not going to teach on this today. Um, I'm going to go to close here because of what I see happening here. Uh, you're all feeling sleepy. You are. Many of you are getting tired and, and yawning. Right. Yeah. So um, this is too important to push, you know, push through uh, when we haven't had a lot of prayer to cover these teachings. So... This is what I want to say. You were created in God's image. Okay? You were created. I'm going to read it to you. Genesis 1, 26 through 27. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. So, as we begin to walk in the Spirit, we're going to walk in the Spirit. We've all been trying to walk in the Spirit. We've all set our heart to live in the Spirit, we are now pressing into, I'm going to think in the Spirit, life. I'm going to begin thinking like God thinks. My brain, everything, I've been made in His image. I've been made in His image. I've been made in His image. I want you to understand, the confession of sin isn't enough. It's progressive. It's not enough to enable us to think, live, and walk by the Spirit. There's something we have to do. We have to become yielded in this season, yielded instruments for God's service, and we yield ourselves. We yield ourselves body, and we yield our mind over to the Lord. Why? Because the cop the thoughts conceived or formulated in our minds are carried out by our body. The things we think, they're carried out by our body. 
as I told you in that quick story there. The thoughts conceived or formulated in our minds are carried out by your body. Yielding is not just a willingness to do something. It's like, yeah, I yield. No. It constitutes a dedication. You must be dedicated in these days to do whatever God commands. Dedication. So, confession of sin and dedication to do whatever God commands. It results in separation from the world. Yes, it does. It results in separation in the spirit from the world and from the world's thoughts and the world's values and the and the world's actions. All of the world's standards. Your thoughts are now going to be renewed. And they're going to be renewed by the Spirit of God. And so you're not going to think like the world thinks. You will start to see a strong contrast. It will be like black and white. Strong and strong contrast now. Yielding includes a transformation of your mind. Yielding in this way. Our mind has been darkened by sin and must be renewed to the place where it thinks, as God thinks. And the renewing comes through prayer to God and everything. Here's some how-tos. It just activate your prayer life. That means keep talking to him. Talk to him about everything. Anything and everything. Silly stuff. He doesn't care. It really does not have to be spiritual stuff. Come on. He, has, he, he, he loved picking out cars with Ben. Okay? Do you see what I mean? He wants to be involved in your life. You've got a savings account. Are you saving up? Are you thinking about buying a house? I don't know what you're thinking about. It doesn't matter. I talked to him about flowers. I talked to him about everything. I talked to him about, oh, wow, you know, I see something and I, uh, something I admire, and I go, Lord, that is so awesome that you gave the thought life to somebody to design that. That's just, like, gorgeous. You know? I talked to him about everything. Prayer, interaction, talking with God. That's it, boys. Talking with God. Talking with God. Your mind, your thoughts. I know that you're thinking, when will this be over? When are we going to eat? Some of us are also thinking that. But I'm sorry there wasn't children's ministry. I know you were looking forward to that. But um, uh, so this renewing comes by talking to God. And did you know that that's a way of constant meditation on him? Just having your thoughts on him, interacting with him. You know, what do we think about meditation? Well, there's all sorts of ways, and we can go to a quiet place, and we can rabbit track and get everything out and focus and do some intense meditation. There's all forms and levels of it. When I'm talking to God, it's intimate meditation. Because if he's got something to say, he's going to talk back to me. He smiles. Sometimes he laughs. He's hysterical. I love I love my brother Greg here because whenever I'm around him, I don't know, 
he switches on my funny mechanism. And I come up with ways to make him laugh. I love his laugh. See, did you hear it? <laughs> I love that laugh. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Let the spirit of laughter come on you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, there, isn't that awesome? In Jesus' name, fall out of yourself. See it on the floor. Come on, man. Give Holy laughter. He just has this infectious laughter. And so I come up with crazy stuff. Like um, my brother Steve comes up with good jokes and stuff. He makes me laugh. You see, that's part of how we change our mind. It starts to loosen stuff, loosen up stuff. It starts to break things free. It starts to break things. It's, it's meditation on the Word of God. Who is the Word of God? Jesus is the Word. Meditate on Him. Ask Him what He's wearing today. Does that blow your mind? Come on. He's a quick change artist. He is. You didn't know that. You thought that's just a magic show. The world's got magic shows all over the place doing these quick changes, and it really cracks me up. I saw one on Little Big Shots last night. I was showing me. It's this show with children in the world that are doing great and fabulous things. And they did this quick change artist thing. And I was thinking while we were watching it, I'm like, Jesus, you are the one that has, you have this all over all of them because it's instant. Because he can be in these gorgeous kind of cool clothes that I that he wears, and then he can turn into the captain of the host in a second. He really isn't limited to 2,000-year-old fashions of yesteryear. Did you know that? You need to start getting your mind renewed. Because when your mind starts to get renewed, and you start getting the mind of Christ, you're going to see him in all aspects of who he is and what he is. And when the word of God says, beware of how you treat strangers, you might be even entertaining the Lord because the word said that I will continue, after I leave you, I will continue to manifest myself. And I will make myself perfectly clear to you. The word says, beware of how you how you treat strangers, because you might be entertaining angels. Jesus is not limited. And we get these pictures in our mind and our thinking, and God wants to renew it. I think you guys will have new dreams. I have dreams about Jesus. I have experiences with him. He isn't limited. And, you know, he likes, he likes, he likes beautiful things, and he likes quirky things because he made it all, and it's all his. It isn't just how you think, but now you're going to start thinking new, meditating on Jesus, the Word of God. Transformation of mind is a lifelong process because as it changes, you're going to change. Your whole life will start changing. But I want you to tell you, it's completed in him. So along life's way, enjoy the journey. It brings peace and it brings delight and it brings joy and laughter. And that can only come by embracing the mind of Christ. He has a great sense of humor. 
some of us can really get a lift from that. He loves humor. He loves joy. He loves bringing you peace. He loves bringing you comfort. He, become, he loves giving you power over the enemy. He loves strengthening you in his might, in your every weakness. I don't want to go to the old standards of mind over matter. But the truth is, science is catching up with the word. As a man thinketh, so is he. As you think, so are you. What you think about yourself, you become. I will talk later about any of you that were wounded in your childhood. They have all sorts of research. I'm telling you the world has spent billions on research. And they're all finally catching up to the instruction manual on mankind. They're coming into agreement. Did you know, I want to tell you one thing, We will, and I'm going to close with, did you, I think this is profound. Did you know, everybody's talking about it, it's in your DNA, you know, for my weight problems, you know, DNA, you know, I've got all these relatives that had all these weight issues, have to fight for it all their life. Guess what? The thoughts of your brain, literally, research and scientists prove, change brain cells. It changes cells in your brain. It changes cells in your body. Did you know that your brain is what they call neuroplastic? Neuroplastic. You know what that means? This is the way I looked at it. It's a piece of, like, plastic Play-Doh. And you get new cells every day. That's what it means. It means you get new cells every day. And they call that process neurogenesis. Do you love that? So when you think of it, it sounds like a big name, but it's neurogenesis. It's like Genesis is the first book in the Bible. And it's like new beginnings every day. And the Word of God says that the mercies of the Lord are new every single morning. But your negative thinking and your unrenewed and unregenerated thinking can cause you to go the other way. You can make yourself sick. Come on. You can throw yourself into a depression. You can. You can get derailed, and that's what he comes to do. He's after your thought life, the enemy. But God said you were made in his image, and from this day forward, we're going the other way. So no matter what happened to you as a child, they, they have studies that say if you were an abused child in any way, any form of abuse, it changes you. But guess what? The research says that you can change it back. You can change DNA. You can do this and not pass on genes to another generation. I know this sounds crazy. This sounds like stuff from, you know, another planet. But it's true. And there's over three, 400 books on research that tell you and verify what I'm telling you today. 
that they are finding. There are Christian scientists out there, researchers that have found this, and they're writing, they're writing about it today. Lord, we thank you. Let's all stand. We embrace your mind. We embrace, we embrace the mind of Christ today, and we say, let's begin the journey, Father. I just pray for every person here that as we continue, that we begin the journey. Nothing is impossible to God. Lord, we sing about miracles today, and for my mind, it's taken a miracle and praise you. Lord, you're sending out a season of the miracle that's going to change our minds. And Father, we confess our negative thinking that has made us grumpy and suspicious and miserable. God, we confess it, and we ask you to wash us clean by the blood of the Lamb. Lord, we get rid of sinful thoughts. Look, I know this goes to a lot of sin places that we're not going to get into in front of children here today, but I'm telling you, there's an old saying, uh, if you think about something long enough, you'll go out and do it. We take and arrest every negative, filthy thought that has come to our minds. We just put it out there, Jesus. We know, we know that you died for it. We know that you paid the price for it. We know that it's forgiven under the blood and because of your love. But God, we don't want to walk in this way anymore. We walk out of it. We walk out of here today and we say substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so we set our minds to it, Lord, today. There is hope for our minds. And we are walking out of here with this truth today. It's a spiritual truth in our brains. And we reject every lie of the enemy. And, Father, I ask that they be covered, that you quickly start teaching them how to to take every thought captive. Lord, that you start making it black and white for them. And, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this download from heaven today. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We pray this. Seal it to their spirit, mind, and body, and soul, Father. In Jesus' name today, amen, amen, amen. I love science. (laughs) I love science. And I'm going to give you some good news, too, about it, the, the mind, the brain. The devil cannot read your mind. He cannot hear your thoughts. Okay? It's when it passes from your mind into words, then maybe we give them an opening if we're not doing it in the name of Jesus. Okay? So again, this is powerful. It's powerful for good. It's powerful for bad. But again, I take great, you know, I take great joy in knowing that it's only what I say that Satan can get at. Now, of course, God, he can hear our thoughts. He knows our minds. So, again, for me, that's a bit of good news. Thank you for that science. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we do. We give you thanks for the food that we're about to have in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go rejoice and have fun.